From the creators of Circles of Fate, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join my co-hosts and I as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. In episode 27, we talked about the many different ways to prepare for the new year, whether you make resolutions, choose one word for the new year, or set SMART goals. Reflecting on the previous year makes the road ahead of you more meaningful. It allows you to celebrate your successes, mourn your losses, and learn lessons from it all. Today, my co-hosts and I have gotten together to look back on 2016 and share what's worked for us and what hasn't. Before we get started, let's do what we do every episode and ask an in-your-words questions. I'd love to know, ladies, what are you looking forward to most in 2017? Who wants to go first? Kimberly? Sure, I can go first. Um, I'm looking forward to college for two reasons. One is I'm graduating from graduate school in May. Congratulations. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, So I'll be wrapping up my college experience, uh, second time around. And, um, and also in August, I will be sending my oldest daughter off to college, which is, um, bittersweet. So it's good, but it's also really, um, challenging and painful at the same time. So I'm just having lots of feels about that, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, big stuff this year, really big stuff for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's real awesome. transitional year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big transitions ahead. Well, I'm looking forward to a full year in our new home, experiencing all the different seasons. We moved in September, so 2017 will be like a full year of living here, and I'm I'm excited about that. Mm. Sounds awesome. It always I always feel like having moved a number of times, it takes a full year. Like you need to live the four seasons in a place where you can even call it home. Really, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. So I'm excited about it. Well, I like hearing that, too, because um, we moved in August out of a home after 26 years because we don't move anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would say one of the things that I'm looking forward to is continuing to make this new home our home. And I'm also I've been recently really struck by, um, you know, I really am on the end of releasing my children. My youngest is is will graduate this May. And. To, to be honest, again, I feel like I'm in a very different place from you guys. I am really looking forward to figuring out what that looks like for my husband and I. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I have, I have been convicted that, um, I, I, this might sound strange, but that too much of my life is about my children. Or my happiness is too dependent on my children. Mm-hmm. And they're grown, and they have their own lives. And I want a full life without them, frankly. With lots of people coming over and casual evenings. And I started it this uh, past Friday with somebody asking me, yeah, you want to go get a hamburger somewhere? And I was like, no, come here. Let's have hamburgers here. And, um, yeah, so that I'm looking forward to more of sort of a new chapter in my life. Wow. Yeah, making it, making it good. So how about you, Kimberly? What are you thinking? Oh, gosh. Um but what I'm looking forward to the most is there's a number of projects that I'm working on, and I'm just really excited that I have clarity, and then I'm going to be able to work on them and hopefully launch them in the upcoming year. Um, mm. I don't, 
certainly didn't plan on making this a plug, but I'm working on an e-course for a thriving family culture. And I've been doing a lot of research on it and it's been in my mind and in my thoughts. And I've had the desire to do it for a really long time. And I'm at the place where, um, I'm working on it. Like I'm actually going to do it. And, and I say that because I feel like in the past, I have been known to have great ideas to, um, start something and not finish it. And so for me to finish this would be a really big deal. Like it would really kind of be a breath of fresh air. And whereas before also I've been discouraged, meaning that I have an expectation that I'm not going to finish it. And I've, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just really looking forward to accomplishing this in this year because I've gotten a lot of feedback from my friends in my real life that this is something that they're excited about and looking forward to. And so I've had a lot of encouragement. I've had a lot of support from my husband who's working on it with me. And I just feel like this is something I can do. And I'm excited about that. Just setting a goal and actually doing it. And I don't, I'm not clouded by a lot of other things. Like I haven't, I don't have a lot of resolutions for 2017. I did pick a one word, but I'm not like I'm not scattered like I've been in the past, and I'm trying to mm. do um, less, better, mm-hmm. instead of yeah, more. Awesome. And so I'm actually awesome. really looking forward to that, and just um, continuing with the podcast and um, some of the ideas I've had with my children to kind of help them with their goals. It's been kind of fun, so yeah. I'm looking forward to all of that. Awesome, intentional living. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Awesome. So this is a recap show. So Mm. 2017 is very exciting, but I don't think that we can go forward and fully embrace 2017 without looking back over 2016 and identify the things that worked for us and the things that didn't work for us. So we can either change or do more of what we were doing before. And so that's what I want us to talk about. Wonderful. Can I just say before we start that this was such a good exercise for me because I um, I often get to the end of the year and I look back or before I take a really close look back, I often think, gosh, you know, nothing really happened this year. It wasn't, mm. I, I didn't grow, you know, a whole lot or I didn't make mm. a change in my life. Like things feel very stagnant and stale. Um, but when I sat down and I actually made a list of the things that I'd like to eliminate and the things that I'd like to keep, I realized that I tried a lot of different stuff this year. And it was really exciting to think, oh, gosh, you know, I actually am changing. I'm trying different things. And I'm seeing what works. And um, it, was, it was so good. I would definitely encourage people to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So then why don't you go first? Okay. <laughs> hey, um, am I going first with what worked for me or what did not work for me? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Should we do this? Start with the bad or the good? Let's start with the bad. Okay. All right. Kimberly, <laughs> tell us what didn't work for you in 2016. Okay. My, my biggest one, um, was this year. I, I'm a fairly disciplined person. Like I've been, I've always been pretty good at just getting stuff done and making sure, you know, in the morning I have my devotions, I work out, I like, I'm pretty routine. Um, but this past year I decided that I was going to kind of lean away from that part of my personality and kind of lean into more like how I feel about things and <laughs> how I feel in the morning, whether I really want to work out. 
And I can tell you that that was a massive failure. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> I was like all over the place, flailing, feeling like I wasn't accomplishing anything. I tried to like, I thought maybe I was getting too bound to my to-do list. Um, and then, so I stopped making them quite so intense and, um, I stopped checking things off and I was like, I'm just going to be an artist. I'm just going to be like, free, you know, bohemian type of thing. This does not work for me or for my family. It was terrible. I, I was all over the place forgetting things all the time, leaving things off the list, disappointing people. It was a mess. I got, I mean, I just got to be my boring self. That's just how it is. I got to stick to my list and my routine and, you know. This is who I am. I, I need to just accept that about myself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Accepting yourself is, is a is definitely not something that didn't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, routines are not bad at all. For sure. Yeah, I started my this year, um, I started out with lots of lists and I just feel I just feel better. I feel like I wake up with a plan and mm. things actually get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to go forward. <laughs> now I know now I know it doesn't work. I will mm-hmm. never be a hippie. <laughs> I want to be. More for me. How about you guys? Noelle? Well, yeah, I'll go. Um, so, this is kind of a funny thing. I'm, I'm hesitant to share, but I'm going to just go for it. I launched a unique business this oh, year. Oh, that's right. And I, it, I, it did not work for me. Now, I like unique. And I have some very good friends who sell it and they're amazing at it. And they're like, you will make so much money. (laughs) And when I moved back from Northern Ireland, I didn't really want to work right away because the kids needed me to be at home, you know, just, just to be that steady person that is there when they go on the bus and there when they get off the bus. And so I didn't want to have like somewhere I had to be. So, you know, someone suggested, why don't you sell unique because you you know you like it and all this stuff i just i wasn't it it i wasn't good at it i just am not that's not what i've realized is that if i'm not like super passionate about something i'm just not gonna do it and if i try to fake it it's, it doesn't work so i had to actually just be like look i i kind of um i emailed the person that was sort of over me my sponsor I guess I forget what they're called but um and I just told her I was like I'm really sorry like I just I can't do it I just can't do it I was like getting like almost like anxiety because I would have to post three times a day about it and make sure I was doing parties and you know all I want to really do is to research and write about friendship and I wasn't really making money on the unique stuff so I was doing more of the friendship stuff than the selling and so I just realized I need, if I'm going to like do an at home thing, it needs to be something that I'm super like passionate about and not afraid to kind of sell to my friends. <laughs> so it, it flopped. I, I still love the mascara though. I <laughs> and I recommend yeah. anyone to wear their makeup because they've got a great cause and it's good stuff, but I'm just not good at selling things like that online. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. Yeah. Now you know. You it didn't can. work for me. It works great <laughs> for people. It really does. It's, it's actually how people like get out of debt and mm. um, provide like additional income for their families. And um, so I've heard like, these amazing success stories. And sometimes for me, I'll hear that and I'll be like, well, surely it's going to work for me. 
And then when it doesn't, I'm like, so I am like the weird freak that didn't work for, you know? And, but I've just learned, like, you know, you just kind of have to, like you were saying, Kimberly, you have to kind of figure out what works for you and just press delete and move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a good one. Yeah, that's really good, Noelle. I mean, you know, (laughs) not everybody's a salesperson either. I'm yeah, not. I, I'm not either. I'm not either. I can't close the sale. I would do the same thing you are, you did with the community. That's what it's about. Yay, friends. Hey, let's talk about makeup, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I have a long list of things that didn't work for me, um, but they're all kind of related. I think um, it's so funny, Kimberly, what you're talking about, about not being a hippie because, you know, I'm sort of all about that. Um, but it doesn't work for me either, just for the record. Um, a lack of organization, a letting things kind of flow is not, um, I just don't think it's the answer to productivity, no matter what your personality is. So, mm-hmm. um, and Kimberly, uh, Amici and I have talked a little bit about this too. So, um, the, my, my lack of organization or calendar, um, did not work for me. Um, I guess it's working less for me. I, I used to be able to get away with that, but I don't think I can anymore. So that didn't work. Um, also, and because of our move, and I'll talk more about that in what worked for us, um, a lot of other dreams, though, had to sort of go to the side. Not even dreams, but things that I've been doing over the years. Um, like, I have really um, slowed down with my writing, and that's not good for me. I, I process my life through like writing in some ways. And so when I stop writing, even if it's a blog post, it's part of, again, my way of making sense of, of the world and life and my feelings and all that stuff. So, um, I need to do more writing and, um, I need to have more structure and, I also didn't develop my coaching, which I really love, and I think I sort of live that out actually all the time, no, kind of no matter where I am, I'm functioning. It's not not no matter where I am, but in a lot of ways, I do that anyway, like in my MOPS mentoring and um, even in the work I'm doing for Oasis Ministries. Um, but I want to be more intentional about that and, and put together some more options and programs for people. I've done dabbling. Um, and then also not not being intentional enough with my uh, connections with my friends. I um, again, uh, what worked was that we moved, but what didn't work was how much that upset sort of everything. And I think too, my new phase of life has upset everything. So um, I, I, I'd, I'd like to be more intentional about meeting with friends one on one, having a cup of tea. Mm. It's simple, but but doing it. Yeah. And how about you, Kimberly? Um, gosh, and it's funny because mine have to do with not having plan and structure as well. Um, I'm trying to think of which one should I share? (laughs) Um, I think the summer did not work for me. However, I forgot that on the weeks that my kids don't have camp and I don't have a plan in place for me time, I'm not going to get my work done. Like I came off school thinking that I could just do business as usual and there was a week in between when camp started and it was just a disaster, like trying to get my kids to like let me get work done and certainly there's a time and a place for that, but I was just miserable and by the end of the week I said, you know what, and I haven't done it, which I need to do, 
mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's not too late, write a letter to my summer self and say, this is what happens every summer. You yeah. think that you're going to get stuff done <laughs> and you're not. So, you know, it takes a little preparation ahead of time. So if I need to get, if we need to get a few podcasts in the bucket, then we get them in the bucket. If I need to write blog posts ahead of time, if I need to like have my menu done for that week, like all the things that Good. make that last week after school, when we first get out really, really fun and not like miserable. And then there'd be like, mm. you know, three weeks where my kids were in camp and I was cruising. And then we'd have a week that we were supposed to be having fun. And here I am just going, can you just leave me alone so I can just get this done? Like I need to mm. either have a sitter. I need, to, I need to have play dates lined up. Like if you don't have, if you can't afford to have a sitter, then certainly like who's playing at whose house and let's have a kid swap. Like put those things into place. And I love the summer. And again, I, I want to approach the summer as like, let's just see what blows our way. And, and there is a certain amount you can do that if you have a plan in place, mm-hmm. then you can shift gears. But if you don't have a plan in place, this free spirit making decisions at the last minute just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I, you- want to, I want to meet someone who that works for. Who, does, who are these people who are like free spirits? I, I want to know who they are and how they live. So I think that we see this stuff about decluttering and organizing in every on the cover of every magazine. Pod, there's podcasts about it. There's, there's blog posts about it. There's all kinds of sites on, on organized life and intentional life and all that stuff. And I think it, we struggle with that. We There's a million things we could be doing. There's all these ideals out there that are set up for us about how to cook a whole meal and, and how to, um, you know, it, and they're good, but you've got you can't do all of them and and when you try to do all of them you're all over the place and i think that's how we feel sloppy so mm-hmm. i don't know kimberly coyle if ever if anybody really gets the life they want by being easy breezy i, yeah. I don't know maybe there's a blog out there that we haven't read that says <laughs> i have chosen to kind of live life based on um, the way I'm feeling every morning and, and raise my children within that atmosphere. I just, I just don't mm-hmm. think so. But mm-hmm. if you're out there, come, come <laughs> tell us. Email us. I'm much more like that than you are, Kimberly. I mean, all those lists, you know, I like them, but they can also drive me crazy. But um, it, it doesn't work if I really want to accomplish things that are important to me. That's what I think. I think um, one of the things that helped me is there's a difference between wanting to be perfect and wanting to be prepared. And I think the, 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 to shy away from the list and all that stuff for me is like, because I don't want to be striving for perfection. It's this crazy pressure and I'm crying all the time and thinking I'm a failure. But if you go the other way and you're like, okay, I'm not going to worry about that, but you're not prepared, then you're failing in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I just need, to, I'm not being perfect, but I do need to be prepared because I'm not comfortable with a certain level of chaos. So, and that's different for everybody. And I know what, where I'm comfortable with my chaos and that's kind of where the easy breezy comes in. But most people would walk into my life and say, that's not very much chaos. I'm not really comfortable with a lot of chaos, but that's what I've set. And that's what I live in, but I need to be prepared if I'm going to do that. You know, yeah, I like that. I mean, again, when I talked about summer and structure, you know, it's what I learned is like, for example, most of my kids' friends are available in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, after everybody gets out of camp, 
then that's when people are around to like hang out and do things. And so what I was trying to do was trying to get them playdates in the morning so that I can get my work done because I'm a morning person. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I need to, that's not the way, I had to flip it. I had to realize that there was a natural tendency in my kids to go outside to play in the afternoon. And there was a natural tendency for other people to be available to hang out with them in the afternoon. So if I thought I was going to get anything done during in the mornings, I was wrong because they were around. And I was ignoring that kind of natural rhythm. So I can have a plan in place, but then know that the afternoons can be willy-nilly because that's when people come out and that's when people come around. And so if I'm planning my mornings, I can be free, you know, breezy, willy-nilly in the afternoons because the way everything works lends itself to that. Does that make sense? So like you said, like not being perfect, but be prepared, not needing to overschedule or schedule everything about your day, but kind of having a balance where you look for opportunities to be spontaneous within your plan. Well, I think that that's actually real flow. That's the mm-hmm. real flow. What yeah. is what is the day really look like? And I think that's about knowing ourselves and knowing the reality. And um, yeah. I think that's I think that's important, especially if your life is not structured. You're not walking out the door every morning at you know seven o'clock in the morning and coming back at night at five or six or seven. Mm-hmm. So you've had your whole structure there, and then whatever on the other sides of that. But um, yeah, and I mean my life is a, I have a lot of uh, now scheduled work, if you will, but my life is still a freelance life. So there again, mm-hmm. I have to figure out my rhythm. And if I work in the morning, chances are I'm going to get a lot more done a lot more quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of an interesting thing because mornings are like when I feel like mornings when everything happens, people want to have a cup of coffee with you. It's a good time to pray. It's a good time to do devos. It's a good time to uh, exercise. You know, it's a little tough, but, um, but still, I think that, um, yeah, we got to figure out what is the rhythm that's happening around us and what is my rhythm and how can I work within that? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the summer thing, I think we talked about it in one of our podcasts, That that's a tough one. Yeah. When, when your kids all get home and start going, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that worked. Kimberly, why don't you go first again? Sure. Um, one thing that worked for me, which um, you can't really plan for, but eventually will happen in your life, uh, we finally had a third driver in our house this year. So my daughter got her driver's license in September, so only partway through the year. But it has been absolutely life-changing for us So because she is my busiest kid. So when she was finally able to just do her own thing, I feel like I gained so many hours back. I can't even tell you all the time that I spent driving her around. Mm-hmm. I've gained all that time back. And now I get her to also drive her brother and sister around. It's amazing. I'm like, gosh, this is, this is freedom. It's, it's just awesome. So that's been something that has really worked for us. Um, but again, not something you can really plan for, but it's an awesome thing. I think it's something to look forward to in the um, teen years because they can be really tricky and hard and there's a lot of letting go that you have to do but in that letting go there's also a lot of freedom that comes Mm -hmm. and this is one of those things that for us was just wonderful yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome once you get over the terror that's a really awesome thing 
please. I still, especially now in the winter, because the roads, yeah. we live in the Northeast, so the roads are not great a lot, you know, if it's icy. Mm-hmm. And I really, my prayer life has improved. To say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like tracking her on, on um, find my iPhone. She doesn't know that I'm doing that, but I'm like, you know, she, okay, she's five minutes from home. Okay, we're all right. She yeah. doesn't listen to the mm-hmm. podcast, right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to hear my voice any more than she has to. Your so. covers will be blown. She does. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple things. I would say, like, combining um, a few things together that uh, all together, like, just were synergistic. They work for me. So um, this year I started yoga Ooh. more consistently, mm-hmm. which um, I'd been kind of hit or miss with that for a while. And this year I really tried to stick with it once a week. And um, just adding that into my routine has been wonderful, really, really good. Like I feel much more connected to um, my body and more connected, like just in my spirit. I, I don't go for the whole woo-woo yoga stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like when they, when they, you know, we go to class and they say, set your intention for the day. I, I usually set my intention in prayer and, you know, so I try yeah, and just yeah. break, break the board into mm-hmm. what I'm doing with that. And, um, and that's been wonderful. So I've done that. And then I also added in um, my mother-in-law at Christmas last year bought me a starter kit for essential oils. Ooh. Started using those as well. Mm. And, um, and it's been great. I really enjoyed it. It's like just added a little something extra to my to my, my life. I um, My kids regularly see me like rubbing stress away on myself. Like, I have a stress away oil and a peace and calming oil. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, you know, when we're having a difficult conversation, I'm like, wait, just a minute. Mommy needs her stress away. Um, <laughs> like bathing in peace and calming oil. Um, so it's become a little joke around my, my house, but, but it really, I, I feel like it's working. And my husband, um, who doesn't believe in any of this stuff suddenly feels like maybe it could be working when it's um, rubbed on his back. Yeah, you know, there's like a massage involved, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. I feel, I feel yeah. lavender. I feel yeah. sure. funny. <laughs> you know. very funny. Um, so I've done that, and then the third thing that um, <laughs> all of this is like very centering, and maybe this does appeal to the the inner hippie in me. But um, the third thing is I added poetry into my everyday. So I've always enjoyed poetry, but now I really make a, um, an effort to read at least one poem, if not more, every single day. And um, it's very life-giving to me. Wow. Absolutely wonderful. And, um, yeah, so all three of those things have been very, very good for my soul. Just feel more um, more in touch with myself and my inner self. So, good. All good stuff. I want to try doing yoga every day. Mmm. Well, there's this really, have you tried, um, there's this great girl online that I use sometimes, like typically I go to a class at the Y because it's for me to, to go and actually engage. Um, But there's this girl on YouTube called, her channel is called yoga with Adrian. Yeah. I've heard about her. Fantastic. Something like 30 days of yoga or something. She has a million, okay, a million videos, but she, she does do a thirty-day oh. thing for beginners. And yeah, she has one. I mean, she's got an episode for everything, and um, and she's not too woo-woo, you know. Yeah, she, like, it's very much about learning the poses and 
uh, relaxation and all of that stuff. And so I would highly recommend her video okay. for anyone, especially if you're just starting out. Fantastic. And free. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you guys? I have a few practical things that did work for me this year, which is exciting. <laughs> um, I One thing, Lise, you helped me with, which we've talked about a few times on this podcast is my three, uh, my four to six hour rule. And that is from four o'clock in the afternoon to six o'clock in the afternoon. I do not answer my phone unless it's my husband, um, or answer any text messages or emails or check anything. Cause I have two kids who homework is a struggle for them and they need me to be very present. And Elise coached me through that. The, the homework hours and that has worked very well. And so I've just informed my, the people who normally would, you know, check in on me or talk, you know, you communicate with regularly and for my family and friends, I'm like, look from four to six, please not be offended. I'm not ignoring you on purpose. I am just very focused and Olive and Silas need me to be present for homework time. So Mm -hmm. that's worked great. And everyone has really respected it and we've had no emergency it's like, awesome. you know, it's just been great. Um, another thing I did this year that worked was bullet journaling. It was awesome. Oh, I'm really? doing that this year. I'm yes. i this year. Um, Kimberly Michi and I have bonded over this. Mm-hmm. But I I don't necessarily, like, the thing about bullet, journal, bullet journaling is that there really are no rules to bullet journaling. It's just mm. different this people, appeals different to my ways. inner hippie, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I don't even have a proper bullet journal right now because I didn't, I, I need to have, like, a ring binder uh, notebook, and most bullet journals aren't that way, but I like it that way. But I like to having the index in the front and being able to kind of write my lists and my ideas kind of anywhere in the book and then having an index of where the pages are. And so it's really been helpful for, for me as far as ideas because I get an idea and I'll write it on a piece of paper, I'll write it in that journal or that journal, and then I forget. So this has been very helpful. I really recommend it. There's tons of YouTube videos. Um, Pinterest is an incredible resource for bullet journaling. But again, don't be overwhelmed by all the beautiful artwork that people do in their bullet journals mm-hmm. and all the crazy stuff they do. Um, mine does not look like that. It looks like chicken scratch, but everything is in one place. So I love that. Mm. And, um, the last thing that I've done that has been really helpful for me is I've had some sort of visual inspiration in my office or my living room, some kind of, um, phrase that I literally put like up that I can kind of meditate on throughout the week. So for Christmas, I had something like, you know, all is calm and all is bright. That was kind of like my sort of what I want to be thinking about during the Christmas season. And um, but I, I put it up like we have a light box, you know, those those light box things. Mm-hmm. You can get them at Michael's. Troy built me mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you Sounds plug fun. them in and then you can change the, the letters to different phrases. Oh, so yeah. I got one of those. Um, a few of my friends in Northern Ireland got them. I'm like, those are really cool. And then Troy, of course, said, I can make you that. And I was like, awesome, because they're like 40 bucks, Michael's. So he did that for me. And I've been changing it um, as I feel like I need to kind of like focus on something. So the beginning of the year, I wrote, hold my earrings on my light box. And that's kind of like the theme of 2017 for me. This is a year I'm really going to go at it. I'm going to kind of give it my best swing and, you know, not be afraid to jump in kind of the fight of life. So I love it. And then from birthday parties, um, birthdays, I can take out my little phrase and write happy birthday, olive, or that's really worked well for me. Um, it's kind of like the 2017 chalkboard 
You know, mm-hmm. chalkboard's really cool. Yeah. It's the light box now. But it really helps me to stay inspired because I can go negative pretty fast. Um, I'm a pessimist. <laughs> so having something that's visual that I can look at keeps me focused and keeps me um, encouraged. So, you know, Bible verses, things like that. So that really helped me this year. And that's me. Elise, what about you? Oh, I love that too. By the way, I had no idea that hold my earrings was like a thing. And then and I, 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 I clicked on your hashtag and I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's talking about this. This is like yeah. not a new expression. <laughs> no, I'm not original. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, but it is, it's kind of just sort of my, I hate to use the word mantra. It's not what I really mean, but sort of my theme is just to kind of go into the fight. Well, I was saying, Noel, I just love that, that idea of the light box. That sounds awesome. I want to do that. I want to keep things in front of me. I need to keep things in front of me like that too, because my mind can go (laughs) in all kinds of directions. Um, And also I want a workshop from, I don't want to go to Pinterest and all those places and get overwhelmed. So I want a workshop from Kimberly and Noel on bullet journaling. Okay. Especially since the other Kimberly wants to do it too. Yeah. I would love that. We need your expertise. Help us. it sounds really overwhelming to me, but I know that's not the point. I know the point is for it to streamline streamline life. Okay. Yeah. So to say what worked for me, um, again, you know, so much comes back to this move because, in fact, when I th- think about it, we determined that we were going to move probably in December last year that it was absolutely going to be in the spring. And so all that kind of prep started as soon as the holidays were over, um, which is good because there was such a, a focus, but there were so many things that had to fall apart, fall, fall to the side. One of the things that started that I did in April, even though we were putting the house on in May, um, was I started an exercise program, max fit exercise, eating all that stuff. And I lost 20 pounds at least. I think it's been closer to 30. Um, I don't know because I don't weigh myself, but it's really worked. It's, it's, um, exercise every day. Um, usually at seven o'clock in the morning. And then, um, I've gotten my God time in before that. And that is just not me. And so I'm very thankful for it and I need to continue it. Mm. That is not my normal rhythm, but it has really worked for me. And I have to uh, give a shout out to crystal pain because I took her morning makeover class first, never knowing what an impact it would have. And so I started by getting up earlier than I ever did in my life. And that gave me the God time I wanted. That set me up for being able to get to this max fit class by seven o'clock in the morning, which again is, I am, I love my bed and I love my cozy sheets and my quilts and all that stuff. And so it's very hard for me to get out of bed, but I did it. And had I not done that through that move, I would have eaten my way through the move and I would have gained 20 pounds. So that is a major epic Yeah. Thank you, God. He went before me and he did that because, you know, you know when things are not yours because you wouldn't have come up with them on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, in selling the house, we really changed our financial picture, which has been a tremendous work for us kind of thing. We still need to work a little bit on our budget now that we've moved, but it's really it's really taken um, – it's given us a big deep breath in terms of our finances. So for anybody who thinks about downsizing and doesn't do it and puts it off, I say – if it's a financial reason, do it, and your life will change in a very good way. Mm. Um, my word was release, and again, I think that's very it, – it, it, it paid off this year. I released a lot of things, including some of my weight, um, some of our, our financial burden. Um, 
I had good freelance work, a little bit more than usual, and it looks like this year will bring the same, which uh, it means writing and editing, which, um, you know, I, there's a lot of other things I want to do, but the reality is I am a writer and an editor, and I get paid to do what I do, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm. And um, I would also say one other, and podcasting has definitely worked for me. I've loved it, and I really appreciate uh, being with you guys on a, on a regular basis and um, hearing about what you're doing, and, and hopefully I, I, I hope and pray that we're, you know, putting something into other people's lives or, or blessing them in some way. And finally, um, Hope Writers, the Hope Writers Conference, it, it got me back to my love of writing. And I just, I think when we, when we stopped doing that on Circles of Faith, that was sort of where I was doing most of my writing at that point. Um, and while I think it's been a wonderful thing, because I, I, again, I love the podcasting, I lost my footing in terms of my writing. So I'm very happy to be getting on that track again. And, um, yeah, so those are my, those are my things that worked. A lot of things did work. Okay. Kimberly Michi. Let's see. In 2016, I discovered audiobooks. I mean, I know that people have, they've been around for a while, um, but I've been resistant to use them. I hesitate to say read them, but, <laughs> uh, but I've been doing a ton of research on business culture and sports culture and productivity and a lot of those books are great. I mean, I've listened to them all in audio basically because I love my nighttime reading and that's usually a novel or something that I'm really interested in. And not that I'm not really interested in these topics because I'm, because I am, but to replace my leisurely reading time with reading these books, I would have been miserable. And I was able to walk on the treadmill and listen and learn. And I could sit down if I sat down and listened to them kind of with a pad and paper and was taking notes, like I felt like I was being productive. Plus I was reading listening to material that probably would have been hard to get through reading wise because it was very dense and full of statistics and reports and and just um case studies so it's been really amazing for me and it's actually been amazing for my husband he's not a big reader and he's like devouring books now like every book he wants to read he's like do they have an audiobook do they have an audiobook eventually he's going to come up against a book that's not an audio. He's going to say, forget it. <laughs> um, so how, how are you doing that? Are you doing that through a program or, you know, getting... So I do my best to download it from the library. Our library has audiobooks available. And then also they there is Audible. And right. um, we actually signed up for a subscription to Audible because the first month is free or your first book is free for my daughter who had a book to read for school, which, um, I have to be honest, I read it and I was like, this is awful. I'm sorry. You have to read this. <laughs> and she was like, I don't want to. And I said, all right, we'll get it on audiobook." And that was our solution for her was to, we were going on vacation. It was literally like four days before school start. And she had to have it read for the first day of school. She listened to the first half of the book on the way down to the beach. And she listened to the second half of the book on the way back and she was done and she wasn't stressed out and she wasn't miserable and she got the content. And so that was kind of our, introduction um to how amazing it could be and i've used uh audiobooks with my son who has been resistant to reading and who is um who started this year behind underneath his you know where he should be for his reading level and listening to the books while reading them with 
and, you know, having the book, the physical book in his hand, um, has done wonders for his literacy, for his, um, reading in terms of, um, I'm blanking on the word. Comprehension? Comprehension, but also, what is it when you read it with the pauses? Inflection has been, oh, when oh, he reads, yeah. like, his turn to read into the class, oh. he's, like, getting it. Like, he's, like, he, he understands okay. what the commas mean and why there's a pause and why there's a new paragraph. Like, he's getting all oh, that's that so now. That's so interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, context. Yeah. So, and we forgot to, in, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say that I'm doing that with Olive now. Mm-hmm. You gave me that great idea, and it's really helpful. So thank you. Yeah. And, of course, we forgot to cancel our subscription, so we're still subscribed to Audible. And so my husband's like, ooh, what book can I get? I have credits. So he's downloading books, um, books like that, that we think that will be rereads. Like, for example, he's listening to How to Win Friends and Influence People, and that book never gets old. And we want our kids to read that. And we'll probably, you know, that's – so those kind of books that we think that we're going to read over and over again, he's been downloading so that we can have them. Um, so that's been fantastic for all of us and for different reasons. Also, let's see what else. The podcast, again, I, we talked about in the episode Letting Go and Holding On. We talked about um, letting go of Circles of Faith as a contributor blog and it becoming a podcast. And it took, I think, months for that to kind of be okay to let that part of Circles of Faith go and to do this is really exciting. And that that worked. Holding things with an open hand and knowing that God Mm. can do something new with it. Um, The other thing that worked for me this year was implementing a Sabbath, which was Mm -hmm. huge. Um, It was difficult. It's it's ongoing, meaning that I don't think December was all that great (laughs) for me in terms of um, like it was great in terms of I took time to do nothing, but I didn't really take a lot of time. Again, this goes back to intentional planning, doing things that like fed my soul. So like I wasn't overstressed, overworked from the standpoint of I didn't give myself any downtime. I definitely spent time with my kids. I played board games. We watched our favorite shows through the holidays. However, I didn't, like go for that walk I needed or go for that cup of coffee with a friend or do like a project, like a craft project that I really enjoyed doing with like a silly movie that, you know, like the things that made me happy and that, that really filled me up in my Sabbath practice. I didn't really, I kind of let those go. Um, and so now looking forward to kind of going back to combine them, but in general, that Sabbath practice really made a huge difference this past year. Um, yeah, and I think that those are, I think that those are mine. Oh, an intentional community. It was really a pivotal year for us, um, choosing to be intentional. Um, you know, like for example, even over the Christmas break, as we were heading into the break, my husband said, "You know, we have we have a ton of time." He had off work, and he said, "Who can we who can we get in the calendar? Like, who can we have over? Like, who can we see? Like, what can we do?" And that um, we did a lot of that on and off throughout 2016, and I think it was really awesome because we've connected with new people and we no longer feel so disconnected from our local community, from our church, because we've really put the work in and, Mm. you know, I'm, I'm so sensitive to rejection that I hate asking people to do things because I don't want to hear no, even if they have a really good reason. And he's very much like, 
Okay, here's our list. Start with the first one on the list and go down the list. If they're not free, ask the next person. If they're not free, ask the next person. I'm like, doesn't that seem a little pathetic? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, just ask people to come over. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> oh, who are you? Are, are you me or you? I, I, I'm not sure here. Um, that, I so resonate with that. Yeah. I used to feel rejected calling a babysitter. Who would tell me? <laughs> oh, my wife did too. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Because you think it's, oh, it must be my kids. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, I always think it's me, not my kids, me. Mm. They don't like me. I'm not, uh, uh, it's crazy. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll write that down in your book. Lies we believe. <laughs> anyway, that's Please. really good stuff. Wow. Yeah. A banner year. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot going on this year. I think this conversation has been really helpful. I've been inspired. And as you say, Kimberly, gotten some ideas from each other. And I think it's a really important exercise for us to do. So I want to throw a challenge out there to those who are listening um, to try to keep this simple and not complicated, but give yourself a few minutes to make a little list um, within, within a limited time of what didn't work for you in 2016 and, you know, learn from that and then um, what did work for you and continue to do those things that, um, that have worked and that have made your life better. Um, I, I think that there's, it's really important for us to know ourselves and this is a way of doing that and getting ready for a new year ahead. So yeah, that's an excellent challenge. idea. Love it. Thanks for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about today in the show notes. You can subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org to receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. You can also find us on social media at Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.